you know, we were worried as the United States stood by our ally Ukraine. We were very worried about Russian cyber retaliation against us. And so we sent a message to the domestic um, uh, community to put shields up, to guard against uh, cyber attacks. Proved very successful and it proved very successful in also equipping and enabling Ukraine in defending against Russian direct cyber uh, attacks. And that that sort of joint cyber defense collaborative has got international reach now. Welcome to another episode of Mandiant's Defenders Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Luke McNamara, and I'm particularly excited for our episode today to commemorate that October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, as I have two very special guests joining me. First, it's a privilege to welcome back to the podcast, Kevin Mandia, CEO of Mandiant, now part of Google Cloud, who's taking over hosting duties today because our second guest, who we are very honored to have here with us, is the seventh secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Secretary Mayorkas, Kevin, great to have you both here today. And Secretary, thank you so much for joining me. I want you to know I'm in my Halloween costume today. I'm dressed as a West Coast executive, uh, and I really appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're in the middle of celebrating Cybersecurity Month. I would love to hear just what are you focused on as the head of Homeland Security during Cybersecurity Month? So, Kevin, uh, thanks very much. And, and Luke, thanks for for having me. But first of all, I've got to start by thanking you, uh, Kevin, uh, for your leadership in advancing the cybersecurity, not just of industry, not just of your clients, uh, but of this country. You're a critical partner of the Department of Homeland Securities uh, through the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And the fact that you lend your expertise and time uh, to our work uh, for the benefit of the country is uh, profoundly impactful and appreciated. Um, I'm focused, uh, you know, we in the department are focused on a few things in Cybersecurity Awareness Month. One, that the cyber threat um, is, make sure that everybody understands that the threat is a persistent Mm -hmm. and central risk to any business. Number one. Number two, that a culture of cybersecurity must be instilled from the top of an organization. Um, and three, that partnership is key. The private sector cannot do it alone. The government cannot do it alone. We all own the responsibility together, not just as employees of the organizations for which we work, but also individually in our personal lives. That's a great message to me. Threat is persistent, culture comes top down, and it's team ball. I, I, I really love hearing that. You know, and I was on your website as well today in preparing for this interview, and I noticed you have a campaign, sir, called Secure Our World. Uh, who is that meant for, and and what's its goals? So um, Secure Our World speaks to the fact that we're all in this together, mm-hmm. um, and that security is the responsibility of everyone. So let's take companies, um, not just are the personnel within the company, uh, their employees, but also their vendors, their mm-hmm. customers, 
um, you know this very well, Kevin, mm -hmm. the adage, we're only as strong as our weakest link. Right. Connectivity requires all of us along the chain mm -hmm. uh, of our experiences uh, to be cyber secure. So the companies, it's all in. Individuals, mm -hmm. their families, um, the personal device safety, their social media usage, protecting personal uh, uh, information. Um, so individuals mm -hmm. also have a responsibility to be cyber secure. Lastly, um, and not completely, but I would say the techn technology manufacturers. Right. We, we have an initiative and you know mm -hmm. this very well, secure by design. Right. You know, we, we uh, when we buy uh, our vehicles, our automobiles, they've got their seat belts, they've got their airbags. The technology that is manufactured should come out of, out of the box right. uh, with, with security tools inherent in them. It cannot rest on the shoulders of our cybersecurity professionals alone. Well, that's what I've noticed. And you're going right at the asymmetry of it all. It's amazing how one person on offense, because of some of the vulnerabilities we have to deal with on defense, that one person can create work for millions. Uh, and we're trying to close that gap on asymmetry, which brings me to, I wanted to pop the question, you know, all the buzz right now over the last six months and at the conferences we go to has been about artificial intelligence. I'd love to just hear some of your high level thoughts on how you think that might help the defense, uh, how it might help address that gap uh, of maybe workforce shortage or address the gap of asymmetry between offense in the cyber domain and defense. Do you have any opinion one way or another on, on AI and its impact on cyber defense? I, I, will, I will share with you, um, I have a great optimism mm -hmm. about the utility of AI generative AI is, you know, what is the rage now, of course, mm -hmm. a great optimism about its utility in advancing our cyber defenses. And I also have great concern mm -hmm. with respect to the potential of mm -hmm. AI uh, to really equip our adversary um, and create um, a greater challenge for us. You know, um, when I was um, at the Munich Security Conference last year, mm -hmm. I was meeting with the commissioner of the European U Union. Mm -hmm. And um, the commissioner shared with me their dialogue with the mayor of a major city um, in the world. And uh, 15, 20 minutes into that virtual dialogue, the commissioner learned that the mayor of that major city was indeed not the mayor of that major city, wow. uh, but, a, but a fake. And that's at a very mm -hmm. high level of government. Right. Um, we, we have uh, a remarkably talented individual in the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Eric Heisen, mm -hmm. uh, who comes from the private sector as our chief AI officer, the jewel thief that I am. Uh, I've brought in a AI and technology expert mm -hmm. in Matt Ferraro uh, from the private sector into our department. We are going to harness uh, the capability of AI um, to advance our mission proactively, as well as to strengthen our uh, defenses against the adversaries. Well, I like hearing you talk about the workforce that you've attracted to help us defend the homeland. Uh, and that brings me kind of to a pivot on the Joint Cyber Defense Collaborative, or I love calling it 
JCDC because it rocks. You know, do you have any opinions on 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 over the last couple of years, the progress we have made? Because to me, it feels like we've made great progress between private and public and actually in securing the nation. But kind of pivoting to JCDC and what it does and some of the other other portions of CISA, how do you feel we're doing? I think we are advancing and have advanced tremendously. You know, I was in the department uh, when uh, before CISA was created. Mm -hmm. Uh, NPPD was yeah. its predecessor, and that sort of uh, that that partnership, that model of partnership, was at a real nascent stage, and it is incredibly mature now. And the proof of it is, you know, just for our viewing um, and listening audience, um, about a month ago, uh, the leaders in the private sector met with leaders in the federal government on. Uh, very sensitive and critical issues. Mm -hmm. And um, Kevin, uh, you were around that mm -hmm. table and it was a small table. Right. And the stakes, the stakes were and are high. And the fact that high level government officials were meeting with leaders in the private sector to address the homeland and national security mm -hmm. of the United States speaks to the power of the JCDC, the Joint Cyber Defense Collaborative, the right. model of a public-private partnership in sharing information, sharing capabilities, sharing um, defensive knowledge, um, threat intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, the like, I think speaks to how far we've come. Absolutely. You know, being able to sit through the formation of JCDC, I personally feel privileged to work with Jenny Easterly, the director at CISA and the team there. And to expound upon that, this is the corpus of people you know, at organizations that discover the new and novel ways attackers are circumventing or common safeguards, as well as the organizations most responsible for doing what we call shields up in cyberspace, defending those who can't defend themselves as fast as possible. Uh, and I think the effort is working uh, and we see the government reaching in, giving us a focal point, come to CISA when you see something, you know, let's reverse that direct uh, secretary to what can the private sector do? Like if you were talking to a CEO or the CIOs or chief information security officers at an organization, what sort of things might you say to them to get them leaning more into partnership with the government? So um, uh, I'll, I'll share I'll share this. You know, I grew up in the federal government as mm -hmm. a federal prosecutor, and when a bank robber, you know, just when uh, you know I I I did some of the uh, more straightforward cases mm -hmm. before I got into the uh, the major uh, fraud uh, work, you know, the bank robber. Uh, uh, would rob a branch of a bank mm -hmm. and then have to start at square one uh, to rob uh, the second bank, mm -hmm. a whole new operation. In the cyber domain, we very well know that the ability to replicate uh, the attack is right. really just a button. It's just another click yep. of the button. And to avoid that replication, to avoid um, one harm reaching a second victim mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it 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 can it can be right. based on the sharing of information if a company comes forward and shares with us the intrusion 
and the methodology, whether they discover it or we discover it or both together, then we can share that information throughout the ecosystem and prevent that replication from occurring. And with the more we do that, the more we raise the cyber hygiene of the entire environment mm -hmm. and protect one another. And so I think information right. sharing is key. Absolutely. Yeah, you described the learning system that, I, you know, I first responded to a breach in 1995. And I remember going, who do I go to with this? There was no one to go to. There were no lawyers involved. And quite frankly, there wasn't a whole lot of business impact that back then. But you come fast forward 28 years. I love to see that we now have centralized kind of the hub on the wheel with CISA where we can bring corporate intrusions and we all learn and we can go shields up much faster. Quite frankly, we're reducing the window of exposure for the nation. The, um, you know, as we look in, yeah, go ahead. Kevin, sorry. You know, you mentioned shields up. Yeah. And uh, that's an extraordinary initiative mm -hmm. that Kevin Easterly, the head of CISA, um, uh, initiated. Mm -hmm. And um, it really, uh, I want to just highlight that because it speaks not only of the Joint Cyber Defense Collaborative, the right. sharing of information domestically, but the sharing of information internationally. Shields Up was, was the initiative that um, Jen created in the wake of the um, unprovoked Russian aggression right. against Ukraine. It was, you know, we were worried as the United States stood by our ally Ukraine we were very worried about Russian cyber retaliation against us. And so we sent a message to the domestic um, uh, community to right. put shields up, to guard against uh, cyber attacks. Mm -hmm. It proved very successful, and it proved very successful in also equipping and enabling Ukraine in defending against Russian direct cyber uh, attacks. Mm -hmm. and, and that that sort of joint cyber defense collaborative has got international reach now. Well, that's a great point. I, you know, and for the, you know, even the next level down, we had, you know, folks from Mandiant, folks from Google, folks from many other organizations in cybersecurity, in Slack channels, actively communicating so that as we saw cyber activity in Ukraine, in theater, everybody was exposed to the new and novel things right away. And then quite frankly, we were prepared as a homeland to defend against those things. So we built a hyper attentive learning system. And my gut is that won't be the last time we do that. Um, but I would ask then just pivoting off of that secretary, what lessons have we learned from Ukraine and how they're defending their nation uh, during conflict uh, in the cyber domain? Um, you, you used um, the word symmetry or asymmetry earlier, mm -hmm. Kevin, um, and we are increasingly uh, in a world where uh, what was traditionally a symmetrical uh, warfare, kinetic to Connecticut, uh, is no longer the case. Uh, there's a great deal of asymmetry where the kinetic yeah. um, um, uh, sees a, um, a response that is a cyber or a cyber attack can can yield a kinetic response the rules of engagement uh, are very are very different the mm -hmm. landscape is much more diverse uh than than ever before and we're very attentive uh to the um the terrorist attacks against israel 
uh, and the conflict that has arisen from that. And uh, we are um, looking not only um, at uh, air, sea, and land, but we're also, of course, taking a look at the cyber, the cyber domain uh, and the borderless nature of it. Right. And so you had mentioned earlier, you attracted some great personnel to look at AI and you know, welcome it as a technology that can advance defense, but also recognize, hey, every technology advancement we ever make for the good of mankind gets leveraged by bad folks. And I know you know that as a prose former prosecutor, um, but looking at uh, that workforce shortage, do you have any comments for the cybersecurity leaders out there uh, and how they can address the shortage of cybersecurity professionals? Uh, I think that comes um, at a very um, early stage. Mm -hmm. We have got a, a few things. Number one, we're, we're always recruiting uh, here in the Department of Homeland Security and in the federal, federal government. We want to attract the best and the brightest in mm -hmm. cybersecurity. But, uh, you know, we are also uh, working to ensure that the basic curriculum, even at an early age, includes uh, uh, technological development, cybersecurity and the like. We've got to make it a part of the curriculum as mm -hmm. early uh, as possible in someone's arc of education. Absolutely. So in other words, how early is early? Eighth grade, ninth grade, sooner? I Look, you know, I, I, as, a, as a father whose uh, daughters yearn for mm -hmm. uh, the iPhone, at an incredibly early age. I don't think mm -hmm. it's, you know, kids develop a facility uh, younger than seventh, eighth grade, and therefore I think the education uh, should begin sooner as well. And what better way to learn early and then defend the nation uh, later in your career? Sir, we've covered an unbelievable amount of territory in just over 15 minutes. This is the final question from me, you know, and it's exciting uh, to speak with you and see the great advancements we've made at DHS as well as within CISA uh, and see all the involvement. Uh, maybe just finish with, you know, what's the future of DHS's cybersecurity efforts? What are some of the things we can look forward to? So, so Kevin, the, the advancements we've made would not be uh, possible without the partners we have. Mm -hmm. and therefore, I want to thank you. Um, I think that um, the cybersecurity threats are only going to increase. Um, I think they're going to increase in frequency and increase in gravity and sophistication. Uh, you know, we are coming up in 2024 in an, in an election year. Uh, adverse nation states uh, are going to increase um, their cyber uh, activity. Uh, at the same time, we're going to strengthen our cyber partnerships, public, private, and international, the work that CISA and others um, uh, is performing, uh, are performing is extraordinary. Uh, we also have a national cyber director in the White House. We have an extraordinary uh, uh, individual um, in the National Security Council in Ann Neuberger. We've got an amazing talent mm -hmm. across the enterprise. And I think the partnership is only going to get stronger and our capabilities are only going to increase in sophistication as well. But the landscape is going to be a charged one and we all have to be vigilant and we all have to work together. And there's the call to action, never rest. The threat is always persistent. 
Secretary Mayorkas, thank you so much for joining us today. And Luke, I'll pass it back to you for uh, any final comments or remarks. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Secretary Mayorkas, for a great discussion. Uh, for those listening, we'll include uh, links in the show notes to those relevant pages on the Department of Homeland Security website that Secretary Mayorkas uh, mentioned uh, discussing those initiatives. And once again, thank both of you for your time and take care. Thank you.